Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Um, (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about underrated female characters. Um, And I had this idea literally in the shower Mm -hmm. and texted Brenna immediately um, with sort of the inspiration being Kelly Kapoor from The Office. So that kind of frames, I think, how we brainstormed the female characters themselves because she's like, I mean, we'll get more into it, but she's definitely seen as kind of stupid or like airy, but I think if you really take the time to look at her character, she's like very relatable and important as like a female archetype, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that kind of to its detriment, the office is obviously full of like caricatures of different types of people you meet in an office. And yeah. I think hers is very real for sure. Well, and hers is interesting too, because her character wasn't like that in the beginning. Mm. Um, Which if anybody's listening to the office ladies podcast, they kind of talk about, but the character just sort of became a representation, obviously a non fully realistic one, but a representation of the actress and writer, Mindy Kaling. Um, So yeah. And I, I think that's part of why there's like such a true nugget in there. Um, but yeah. Cool. <laughs> so should we just get more in depth with Mindy or excuse me, Kelly? I know. <laughs> and then Yeah. It's <laughs> hard because like obviously she has the show. Did that show end? Mm-hmm. Her show she has her show, but then like some of the other characters in the office, their real names are also their characters' names. So it's like I always call her Mindy, but so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Kelly cool. is Mindy. Yeah, she in is. so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Kelly, I think we'll start out with maybe why she doesn't always get the love that she deserves, mm-hmm. um, which we kind of touched on. But she's, I think her main character drive is love. Yeah. Or relationship. She wants a relationship and society tends to sort of like brush off women that prioritize that. Kind of like, um, oh, she's so desperate, like, I don't know. Yeah, like have your own life. It's like an yeah. unfortunate side product of not really just feminism, but I think all of the things that women have been through, period, because mm-hmm. it has been harder and it was rooted in marriage, a lot of it. Yeah. I think sometimes people get scared. People, I mean, true freedom is the ability to pursue whatever you want. So, um, sorry. I said agreed. Oh, Oh. I thought you said a great. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, she's also super unhealthy and often shallow. She (laughs) has like that crazy diet moment. She, is really turned on by like the most horrible qualities in men. Um, she's very into pop culture to the extent that it's kind of the only thing going on in her life sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then she's very like girly and appearance oriented. Um, which again, 
I think all of those things, if you frame it as a true feminist and humanitarian, have yeah. like they're either relatable or like not necessarily bad things, you know? No. Yeah, I think it's just every all of it put together. <laughs> it is a it's, lot. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, I agree that they're not, yeah, it's not necessarily, I mean, no, not bad, but yeah, it's a lot to, to take in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I sort of wrote down some reasons why we love her. Yeah. She's loyal as fuck. Which is true. Like, I had never really actually thought about that, but she is, like, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan all the way until he's, like, gone for a really long time. Yeah, like, you want to say, like, she's boy crazy, but she's really not. She's, like, Ryan crazy. Right? Um. (laughs) And that's, like, so interesting, too, because it's just kind of unique, I think, for a character. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's his fault. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he was the one that kept, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> wanting to be with her and getting her hopes up. Poor girl. Went out with her on Valentine's Day or hooked up with her on Valentine's Day. Was that the first, that was the first one, right? Or the first instance I, of. Oh, because it's talking heads like, I just hooked up with Kelly the day before Valentine's Day or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I put, we all, we've all picked a guy like Ryan and ignored the red flags. I think even just like from a crush perspective too. Mm-hmm. We've all been sort of interested in someone who's an asshole and been like, oh, it's fine. I mean, it's just the typical, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, there was definitely times when he was a complete nerd, but kind of the, also the loyalty thing, he literally changed, his character changed like 500 different times during the course of the season. Right. So, I mean, that's really loyal. (laughs) I know. I mean, wanting to be with somebody that has blonde tips, like, okay. Um... (laughs) But no, yeah, I think the whole bad boy stereotype, not that he was really like the jacket, like the leather jacket, the real stereotype, like the leather jacket wearing like whatever, mm-hmm. but it still was, it's the same concept. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she, yeah, she is very relatable in that aspect, especially the whole being very insecure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just so many reasons why she's relatable. <laughs> yeah, the next thing I wrote was we've all been secure. Um, and insecure. like- I guess that means we've all yeah. been secure as well at times, but. <laughs> oh, true. We've Interesting. But yeah, the, and it's, with her character, I think it's a huge commentary on society, but also the things we do. Like, I know I read uh, one of Mindy Kaling's books and like, she has tried pretty much every diet in the world. Um, and I think it sucks that she felt like she had to do those things, but also at the same time, like that's the majority of women's experiences. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's super relatable. Cause I mean, yeah. Who hasn't yo-yo dieted? Yeah. Um, and then being allowed to own girliness, I think is really important, which we already talked about, like with feminism and, mm-hmm having to denounce certain girly things to be liberated but I really think that it's like that whole idea is sexist um Mm. therefore in a way Mindy is kind of radical (laughs) and powerful I mean Kelly we've gone full circle yeah I think that you're right it's true freedom is the ability to 
act however you want in the you know yeah. in the realm of legality but <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah just to sort of summarize it like you said full circle owning loving love is like important for the same reasons mm-hmm. and even though she does it super unhealthily it's that is relatable and i think especially as someone who has like worked really hard over the past year to get better at like relationships and be healthier mm-hmm. um seeing her be her worst self but for such a pure reason is like super um comforting kind of I mean. yeah and like it, it yeah i think comforting is the best word because mm-hmm. i just maybe these things i've done aren't great but like i'm not the only one and i'm yeah 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 i totally agree i i totally agree (laughs) i thought i when i first watched the office i got a little annoyed by kelly but i think a lot of people i mean i think everyone did like she was just kind of that ditzy kind of yeah she acted ditzy i don't know i don't really i mean she was i don't remember was was her character like smart like did, were there like smart moments and she was just kind of she was the type of person that kind of acted ditzy but like was really smart and like I mean I don't really there, remember there were some um I think she, the character has a really dark background yeah there's like random moments where she just says something so real and, like so horrifying like mm-hmm. um I'm trying there was something about being in I, a I kind of remember those at one point oh, um, yeah yeah, yeah. Or, like, getting attention by telling people she's pregnant. Mm. Like. Yeah. I think, I think Kelly was definitely the, the, I mean, she was the main reason we wanted to do this list, which I think she's yeah. the best reason. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So it's all down here, hill from here, folks. Yeah. I was, so I'm a, I'm a gigantic Hunger Games fan, and I was trying to f- think of someone from the Hunger Games, and I did a list on my blog of, like, the my favorite like kind of secondary characters and I realized after I finished the list that they were all men or they were all male (laughs) characters and I was like crap and so um I was trying to think of other of like women characters um and Joanna came to mind from the Hunger Games um series and I don't know if everyone feels this way but I just got so annoyed with her because she was just kind of so Mm -hmm. out there and crazy and uh I don't know that's why I in the it didn't really help that her kind her kind of introduction is the whole elevator yeah. scene where she's like stripping in front of Katniss and Peeta. And yeah. I'm just like, uh, no, you're not allowed to do that because Katniss and Peeta are supposed to be together. So you can't do that um, because, you know, <laughs> men and we can't wear spaghetti straps, blah, blah, Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, Catholic school. Catholic school. But I think that she just rubbed me the wrong way because of that. And she was just very abrasive. And that's just her character. Yeah. Um, and I kind of said, she's kind of the opposite of Katniss not necessarily not like totally but she's just so much more like willing to do whatever and she has nobody left that she loves like I think her family I think Snow tried to get her to become a prostitute and then when she wouldn't he killed her whole family or he had her whole family killed um god and uh so she basically has nothing to lose and she's like not afraid to kill she seems to just not even really care um she always like is able to speak her mind and there was a quote that I found that I think it was it was in the movie, right? Where Katniss is like, "You should have been the Mockingjay," and Joanna's like, "But nobody likes me." Because <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, but it was a it was a definitely kind of an example of 
I don't think a lot of people necessarily liked her a lot in the beginning when she first got introduced. At least I didn't. Um, yeah. I think her portrayal in the movies was just brilliant. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of why I love her was, I think a lot of characters when I first read them in books, I can have one opinion on them. And then when they are portrayed by like an awesome actress or just something is just so much more visceral, like watching her, you know, during the, um, I think it was, yeah, in Catching Fire when they're having the interviews before the games, like she's completely just saying like, fuck this. Like she's <laughs> like, I'm totally getting screwed over here. Like the deal was if I won the first Hunger Games or if I won my Hunger Games, I wouldn't have to, you know, be in the Hunger Games again. And um, she basically just starts cursing and she's kind of the one that um, really starts. I think she might be the one that starts where everyone holds hands, like all the victors hold hands at that. Yeah. Um, after that interviews, after the interviews as well. And I think that that kind of, that got me very, uh, very much in love with her. I, that, I don't, that was, that sounded really weird, but. <laughs> no, no, no. She, I think. I love, I love her a lot. And that helped. I think that just seeing it on screen, that really helped. Um, yeah. I sure. think that whole feeling, just you talking about her expressing her anger and outrage mm -hmm. about being told one thing by the government and then it being totally taken away is like super relatable. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just crazy because I think that, I mean, she was one of the ones that was in on the fact that they were doing this whole revolution thing, but I don't, I think that she knew that when she went out and just said all that shit, which is even crazier. Like maybe because <laughs> they just expected her to do that and she had to play her part. But I mean, that's still her, like, it, I don't know. And I, I think yeah. that like Katniss is obviously gutsy in certain ways, but she's also very passive and everyone kind of calls her the, you know, the passive heroine because she doesn't want to do any of this stuff. She doesn't want to be the Mockingjay. She doesn't want to, like, she just wants to save her sister. That's like the quote she always says. Um, and I think that she needed Joanna to kind of push her to be more aggressive. And especially that's emphasized at the end where after Prim, spoiler, is killed, uh, <laughs> after Prim is killed and they do like a vote where this is pretty much where Katniss realizes, okay, President Coyne is like the actual villain here because they do the vote of who they're going to have a Hunger Games with the Capitals kids. And Katniss votes yes, along with Joanna, because she's <laughs> so furious, the fact that Prim died. And I was like, okay, yeah, I think that, I think in the end they were more similar um and i think the sympathy like in terms of her character arc is obviously when she was being tortured in the with Peta and anyone that was like in Peta in a scene i was like okay i love them because they're they're associated with Peta now so anyway <laughs> but yeah i think that she i don't know how underrated she is but i didn't really like her at first so i want to talk yeah about yeah that's cool yeah i'm cool <laughs> cool Especially when you can like be bald and be cool, like you. You're not bald, but <laughs> might as well have been with my family's reaction when I first came home. But that's another story. Speaking of sassy women with short hair. Oh God, <laughs> it's a perfect segue. The next person on our list is Alice Colin. <laughs> yeah, um, I was looking at old pictures from the first movie, and holy crap, she looks terrible. <laughs> Uh, anyway, just like looks very like 2000s-y is, is kind of the... <laughs> I mean, everybody in the first movie looked horrible. But that wasn't... E what, what year was that made? Like, it wasn't even that... I don't know. <laughs> I think a big part of it was just that filter, man. Oh, that's true. That is true. Uh, yeah, I think oh. she's... Sorry, I was just... That actress is so beautiful. And then like the, the wig was just... Oh, the wigs <laughs> were so bad. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, do you want to kick this one off? Because I know you sort of drafted the outline. I think she doesn't, I kind of talked about she doesn't get the love that she deserves because she's just kind of like a, all the, all the, the entire Collins are just so like, they're just like a a caricature of like the most dramatic, like when you first see them, it's that stupid song playing and they're walking (laughs) into the cafeteria. This is in the movies, not in the books. I mean, it's still dramatic, but like, it's just so stupid and I don't really think anyone liked all the Cullens at first. I mean, obviously Edward was hot, but the rest of them were just like so mean looking. And, but she's, once you get to know her, she's like, she just seems very annoying and like talkative and just kind of in your face and like, Mm -hmm. I want to be your best friend. I want to be your best friend. And that rubbed me the wrong way. (laughs) Uh, We're finding out this is really just a list of people Brenna doesn't like. People Brenna doesn't like. Oh no, women Brenna doesn't like. Oh, (laughs) just kidding yep that's a good (laughs) no but I definitely I mean I maybe it's because I was always thought of Alice and Rosalie in the same or same sort of scenario and I guess Bella too and of the three um Alice is the most likable in my opinion oh yeah Um, I mean (laughs) Rosalie is a bitch so yeah (laughs) yeah and Bella's just whatever she has she's like a neutral she's just like there not making any emotions but i did alice is like crazy powerful i love that she's so small too mm-hmm. she's like super powerful in the book she's like really tight like she's like they um portray her as like super tiny yeah yeah um and just the fact she's not only like gifted with her visions but she's also like very smart and kind of manipulative and then like a great fighter as well i think i think a reason that's not just my opinion that she doesn't get the love she deserves is because all the columns just kind of get lumped together i think yeah because there are a lot of them and when you have that many kind of characters in a book it's just kind of i mean she's obviously stands out the most other than edward like Mm -hmm. I don't really consider Edward part of the Cullens because that's kind of, he's like the main character. Then they just have the group of the Cullens, but she's obviously the most, um, I don't know. I mean, cause Bella, she's the one that has a relationship with Bella, which is why I love her is because her relationship with Bella is just so awesome. And like compared to Bella's relationships with her human friends, like, I mean, human girlfriends, cause Jacob and her, I mean, I guess Jacob's not a human, but when he is still a human, they're really close. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that that relationship is just so sweet. And she obviously cares so much for for Bella and for Edward Mm -hmm. and for her family Um, and for Jasper, which is so cute. They're like the best couple in the whole. It is a very compelling relationship. I'd like to read more about them. Yeah, I know. And her character in general. Jasper's backstory is crazy enough. I'd love to hear. And hers. I was like reading it because I forgot. Didn't she appear from nowhere? What do you mean? Like... Like, they don't know where she came from. I was reading, like, on her... She doesn't have human memories. On, like, the wiki, it said that she, um, she, like, her mother was killed, and then her dad and her new stepmom tried to kill her, and she got, like, electroshock therapy because they sent her to an asylum, and, like, that's how she forgot her human memories or something. And then Carlisle was there, and he was trying to, like, help her and not have her... He was trying to, like, protect her, and then he ended up turning her when she was in danger or something. Hmm. Um... That's at least what, but I don't remember that either. I don't remember her. That definitely wasn't like, in the books. 
because you I think I mean Jasper's backstory is the only one that you can really because he's still like obviously he's kind of the main focus of like in the beginning of New Moon where he almost attacks Bella because he's still the he has the hardest time and Rosalie trolling. you learn a lot about her that's true you're right oh yeah you're right um but yeah I think that I think she's the most just personable and just very sweet and you're yeah. right super super fucking powerful and I think awesome. besides Carlisle the most invested in like humans yeah she like her relationship like with charlie even is really good mm-hmm. yeah and it's telling that he's she's really the only cullen that he kind of likes at at least at the beginning i mean he yeah. puts up with the rest of them <laughs> um and i don't remember if this is in the books oh yeah it, it is because we read it um during our race episode but one of my standout memories of her though too is when um she comes home and new moon and jacob's there and she's like ew what's that smell yeah that's like that's like uh, yeah i mean when i think of alice that's the first quote that comes to mind which is not the best it does not paint her in the best light definitely not it's that scene yeah um but obviously she cares a ton like so much about bella and it's just so sweet and it sucks that rosalie didn't really care about bella until she had a baby but whatever anyway can relate to rosalie i think oh yeah well rosalie yeah rosalie you hate what i hate most women oh we're gonna say like i hate women who aren't pregnant (laughs) okay no 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 (laughs) Uh, yes so i mean there's plenty of underrated characters in in twilight but i'm sure that none of nobody else would probably say alice is underrated because she does get like a lot of screen time and she did a lot of page time but i think that uh I just, I just wanted to gush about the same reason I don't like her is the same reason I like her. So yeah, which is unique. I think <laughs> she's personable, but also can be annoying. Yeah. Anyway. Um, next on the list is, uh, Jenny Weasley per Martin's request. Yeah. We should have, ha- we should have forced him to come on and talk about why he thinks she's underrated. He's working right now, but he took out, he had like a four day weekend. He took off Friday and Mondays. So. <laughs> He has a lot to do today, but yes. Yeah, he, uh, I was asking him and he came up with, with her, so. But I don't know anything about her, so. (laughs) No, he didn't give give me any. Did he give you any reasons, no? (laughs) No. Well, I do think her. But he agreed with your points. I read, I read your points and he agreed. Yeah. Well, so basically I just talked about how the movie version of Ginny Weasley, like, sucks literal butthole. Um. I mean, I wish she actually did because that would at least make her somewhat interesting. That'd be funny, yeah. <laughs> Instead, she's like so boring, so passive, no personality, <laughs> like at all. She's just kind of gray. Whereas in Solid. the movie, she's like, she's sporty and badass and like hilarious and powerful. You mean in the um, books? Yeah. Did I say in gotcha. the movies? Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, whoops. Yeah. It's just, um, and at first in the books, she's like nine and she's just in love with Harry. And like, that's a little bit lame from a reader's perspective, typically when we're evaluating females, just like we talked about with Kelly. Yeah. Where that's like but, the only trait. Yeah. But it turns into a really real friendship and admiration for him is like a wizard and a man. A wizard, yes. 
um, and ends up becoming like very interesting herself, which is, and you can see clearly why he ends up falling in love with her. She's like so cool. She's so freaking cool in, in those books. Mm-hmm. The, the little list of like a seven kid family, the only girl. Wow. She's just fun. I think of any anybody on this list that I would want to actually know in real life, it would be her. I mean, she's also the only one that isn't like crazy or that doesn't like suck human blood. So there's that. That's true. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I want to know Mindy Kaling, but I don't know if I want to know Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly would be exhausting. I think. Yeah, I would need like multiple breaks per day with. <laughs> Or like some boundaries. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I can't really think of, I put she doesn't take shit from anyone, but knows how to have a great time. That pretty much sums up. I don't have yeah. much more to add than that. Just, I wish, I don't know why. I don't think it's the actress's fault. Like literally they didn't give her any scenes or lines that gave her a personality. <laughs> in the movies. Well, <laughs> So, anyways, also Daniel Radcliffe, no shade, but in those, I don't know why, but Harry was not capable of sexual tension or chemistry or anything at all, at all. Yeah. Do you think it has to do with the fact that you saw him when he was like nine or because just it was... I mean, no, I don't find Daniel Radcliffe attractive at all, but even if you're not attractive, you can still be capable of producing those types of emotions in film. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I think Rupert Grint was able, the guy who played Ron, was able mm-hmm. to, didn't have great chemistry with Hermione. Like, it was better, obviously, but with the um, sort of build-up to it was good. Like, he was a lot better at being, like, love-struck, whereas Daniel Radcliffe was just awkward the whole time. Hmm. I know the feeling. Like a wet fish. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But love him, proud of him, and all he's been doing. <laughs> In the face of extreme bullshit. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. We have Our one last more- one, yes, is one that Brenna also doesn't know about. But that's okay. Because I'm lazy. You gotta watch it, man. You and Mar would love it. I know. I would so love. Wait, what? What network is or what network? What streaming service is it on? Netflix. Okay, that's what I thought. Cool. And I really do think you'd both love it because, I mean, if he likes Harry Potter, there's like mm-hmm. sort of the group wacky character, sort of quirky world building, and then you like Marvel, so obviously you would like this. I and do. it's like my favorite characters. One of my favorite actors of all time. Robert Sheehan plays mm. Klaus. Oh my God. He is my soulmate. He went to the red carpet once in a paisley suit with flip flops. Same. <clears throat> you I'm would just never look at the that. cast right now because I, I mean, I recognize them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, everyone's calling her the better lesbian Ellen. I forgot that she was in it. She's oh, so short. Ellen Page. Yeah, she's so short compared to everyone else. She's teeny. She's teeny. But we're not here to talk about Ellen Page's character. We're here to talk about Lila. Um, 
from the Umbrella Academy. I don't even know if we've said that yet. No, maybe But she's from season two of the Umbrella Academy, Mm -hmm. and I've fallen head over heels in love with her. I did this, like, really detailed illustration of her with flowers and symbolism and shit, so I've been thinking about Symbolism and shit. Yes. Um, I think because she's so new, it's a little bit harder to have a conversation about if she's underappreciated or not, but there are mm-hmm. a lot of characters in the show and this is her only season of all the female lead characters. This is her only season. Um, I think, I mean, should I sort of explain, I can explain to you who she is without spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Um, so basically at the beginning of season two, they start in the 1960s. And one of the brothers ends up in a in an asylum, and she is one of the people in the asylum, mm. um, and ends up sort of following him along on his journey. Gotcha. So I think she's hilarious, but also like incredibly screwed up, um, which I would like to say is relatable to me. I mean, maybe. I guess I wouldn't like to be incredibly screwed up, but that part's kind of obvious. I mean, I think that's relatable to everyone. Right? Yeah. It'd be different um, levels of screwed up. Exactly. Um, and one of my favorite things is that she's still sort of an unanswered character. You sort of find out that she isn't always being honest, but there are real moments of like emotional vulnerability and like com- and confiding things. Um, and it feels real, and you know some nugget of it is real, because how else could she be who she is? Yeah. Um, but you don't know what. So it, it makes me really excited for season three. So just from a writing perspective, great, great character. Awesome. But um, yeah, and I think just the concept of a character that is damaged, but has like that central spark of goodness, because it's clear she cares about this guy, mm-hmm. um, is like incredibly powerful and inspiring um and like with kelly for me it's really rewarding and like um comforting to watch her character be who she is because she really does get shit done she's powerful she's like got a goal and even though she's like not okay and at certain points becomes less okay she's still like powering through it and get it done and honestly like that's me in 2020 like (laughs) and it's Mm. just nice to like even though that's exhausting looking back on it you can't help but be proud of yourself like you hope you never have to go through it to that level again but you're you have to be proud of yourself and you learn so much from it and it's just cool to see someone else go through it and like look hot the whole time which I did not but it's fine yeah yeah I'll tell that to Brenna who was vomiting across her carpet during a panic attack when I'm sure she looked gorgeous (laughs) I really do think her character sort of like is a nod to all of us who have like issues like that and the strength and resilience takes to to keep on living with them yeah especially when you're also in a global pandemic (laughs) yeah exactly and you're caring but the white house isn't 
<laughs> Sorry. I don't no, think no, I've ever okay. been as I haven't been as angry ever at anything as I was yesterday. So. Oh yeah. <sighs> it's just. Well, since we're done with our list, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Sure. I guess this episode won't go out till next week, but. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who knows where we'll be by next week? But as of now, Trump just got back to the White House after going to the hospital for the first time. Maybe he's going to be going back. I don't know. Seems <laughs> like no one's telling the truth. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just very angry at the lack of, even after suffering himself, still downplaying the whole disease and not caring about the people that don't have access to that type of health care. And on top of that, trying to get rid of that health care. Yeah. So, which that means I will lose health care because I'm still my parents' plan. So that's not mm-hmm. fun. But I mean, I can, I'm lucky that I can afford to, you know, pay for it myself, but it's still not, not, (laughs) not ideal, not ideal. And a lot of other people are not so lucky and sucks and it's terrible. And there's so many things going on, but you should vote. Yes. I'm still waiting on my ballot. I requested it a month ago. So I'm thinking I'm just gonna have to go vote in person at this point because I don't know where it is. (laughs) Yeah. I got mine like, um, like it feels like a month ago. Yeah. I did the online like portal. Um, and it's, (laughs) it just still says it's like outbound. So I emailed like the the poor people that work at the, <laughs> uh, so we'll see. But I volunteered to work the polls, but they said that they are fully staffed. Yeah, I think Martin was trying to do that um, with one of his coworkers, but I don't think that it, it. I think it fell through or something too. So yeah, which is they good. Said they, yeah, me too. Um, they said they might end up needing some additional people for cleaning surfaces. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I might be doing that. But yeah, yeah. I know. Hmm. Well, we shall see. But vote and uh, yeah, go vote. Yeah, and <laughs> underrated, underrated uh, character is Joe Biden. So please vote for him. <laughs> underrated character Kamala Harris. Go vote for her. Yes, she was just on the cover of Elle, and it was so, it was so pretty and awesome. And also Michelle um, Obama just had an awesome video she put out today and it was just like the most like it sounds so presidential compared to the presidential shit we have to hear that is not presidential well so. yeah i mean i think this podcast sounds presidential compared to oh that. that's true yeah i would agree with that <laughs> anyways <laughs> we should just change our category on itunes to politics oh god no <laughs> i don't want to attract those kind of listeners uh, no thank you no thank you i need to get off twitter i need to have some sort of intervention i just ugh. put it in a folder an app folder mm, that's true so I, already, to get to. I already did the custom home screen thing and it's so girly and like <laughs> <laughs> i'm way too lazy i know it took forever so it already takes like a whole extra step for twitter to open because it has to like run a thing and then do it so you know anyway <laughs> Well, oh. everybody, go vote. Stay safe. Try yes. and stay happy. Go watch one of these badass women if you need a little pick-me-up. Yeah, um, definitely. There's so many yeah. other ones, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, and let us know who we forgot about. Who sure I think we, we also about talked someone. about a little bit. Um, Ann Perkins from Parks and Rec was definitely, <laughs> I think, one of them. I hated her because she was <laughs> with Jim in the office, so I, it took me a while to get used to her being a fun character on Parks and Rec. But yeah, aside, 
Yeah, I forgot that we were going to talk about or had talked about talking about her. I do think one of my favorite memories of her character is um, how she would like change herself for every guy she was dating and she realized it and like made an effort to stop. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was funny and like such a moment of vulnerability. And like, if I remember correctly, like her and Chris weren't together and they had a kid, but then like they became, they got together after. Like it was just a very yeah. interesting, like it was such a interesting, like modern relationship. And I loved that. Um, yeah. And I think that the fact that um, Andy, his, his name was Andy, right? Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> like, I haven't watched Parks and Rec in so long. Chris Pratt, um, that he like was dating, <laughs> she was dating yeah. him in the beginning. Like I always forget about that. I know. He wasn't supposed to be on except like that first season, but everyone loved him so much as they should. (laughs) Great. So. Hot snakes. If Mm -hmm. you know, you know. Yep. Okay, everybody. Cool. We will talk to you soon. Yeah. (laughs) Wear a mask. Yes. Please. Please wear a mask. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at ObsessNaturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. (laughs) 